<laughs> Welcome back to the uh, the Good Luck Charm podcast for the uh, Celtic 2023-24 with me, Pierce, and Lee. How's it going? I'm all good, my man. I'm all good. It's starting to become like the what do you call it? What do you call your man? McSavage is about the what do you call your man? He does. Misery. Joe Duffy. <laughs> the misery column. <laughs> Isn't it? I just need some uh, clothes pegs and a fall apart, mate, and we're we're good. We're good to go. It's just for uh, <laughs> a couple of days um, after at the Saturday's game. Um, what do you think of it, mate? You were obviously there. What was the what was your feeling that day? We looked forward to the game after last week's debacle at Kilmarnock. I think people talk because they can't buy a win. Oh, they're just awful. They were supposed to be awful because I think they've lost in the last four games, including coming bottom of their League Cup group. Um, I think I think a lot of people thought we might put like we'll get they'll get a reaction out of us and we'll win like three or four nil and it'll kind of paper over the cracks from last week. But we didn't even get that, did we? It was, it was just slow again from the start. I got, Obviously, it's not gonna get really, really bad. Like, I'm sure at some point it will improve, but it's just a whole season of this kind of football. When you compare it to some of the stuff, some of the stuff we got like in the last couple of years, it's 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 not the best, is it? It's always sort of like you feel sort of like guilty, or you feel negative when you're like you know. Like even when I'm talking to you or I'm talking to my mates or I'm going on the Twitter, you sort of feel guilty for being negative about the team's performance. And it's sort of like do you know those like hail hailers and stuff and, and, and they're like, Oh, you know, you want to survey the Nineties or you know I think the biggest thing for me, Pearson of Madness over the last couple of weeks, but the big thing for me this season was like a real genuine excitement to kick on. Um when Rogers come back and you know, he was coming out and saying you know, he was talking about Europe and you know, want to you know, stamp a facility in Europe and maybe have us progress. And we started a game against sorry, started a team against Jonathan, consisted of Liam Scales, Anthony Ralston, um, Lager Bialka, and it's seen it's seen the reappearance of James Boris. I think the big the massive talent thing in, in right now where we are. Yes, I'm probably aware there's injuries. I get that one hundred percent. I think Rogers has been a bit unfortunate with um with the injuries. Especially your centre has, right? So it's an important position. And then you have, you know, Cameron Carter is out, you have uh Naraski out, you have Alistair Johnson out, you know, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be um, jumping for joy. But at the same time, when you see when you see Forrest coming on, that's that shows the state that we're in right now. Yeah. <clears throat> I know, yeah, I know. I know people are making like an awful lot of out of, out of the injury list because they're taking a seven eight players but in reality well Alistair Johnson's back now but in reality the only two really of those injured players are starters like Carter Vickers and Hitati and then I suppose uh Nirovsky would probably start over uh Lagerbelk or I don't know if that's how you pronounce it but like it's not as if we're missing five or six starting players um I just um I was talking to uh the future father in law yesterday and he says uh, he said to me about um about their form and I don't I like, he was saying like they've only won something out of the last twelve games. So I went and had a look at it between last year we beat remember we beat Kamanic like four one on the on the on the Astro Tough. Yep, yep. Between that game and Saturday, we've only won six of our last 12 competitive games. It's pretty staggering, isn't it? When you put it that and way. Daddy, yeah. So it's it's nearly like it's a continuation of going into, of course, from coming out of last year. And even, I, I thought that the, that the second half of last year, for large parts, was just getting over, over the line. And even out of that 12, one of them was... Like a second, like a fourth division in Inverness in the in the in the cup final. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I 
it's it's not the most promising, you know. And I, I know we're probably going to talk about the transfers, but I just get the feeling that we're just we're on panic motions this week. Can you get anyone in? I get that hundred percent, Pierce. But I mean, the fact that we started with with Liam Skills, Liam Skills doesn't belong at Celtic Football Club. I'm I'm no disrespect to the guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just being completely honest. In order for us, not just to kick on in Europe, forget Europe. In order for us to kick on domestically, we can't have sport players like that who, when they start, aren't going to see us get three points against them. Johnson. There was there was moments in that game, Pierce, where I mean, people are talking about tactics and people are talking about you know, um, attitudes and, and whatever else. Obviously, we'll get the the hacks of Fanabich post that he put on on social media, but. In terms of just, in terms of the, you know, take O'Reilly's misses in the, in the consideration here. Liam Steeles was doing things that 12-year-old, uh, 12-year-old footballers wouldn't do. I mean, he's letting the ball bounce before going to meet it. Yeah. Positionally, right across the pitch, man, I thought we were very, very off it. Kyogo looked off it. He looked... Um, I mean, there were some some good balls put across the, the six yard box. I think it was like two or three, and Kyogo was nowhere to be seen. He's um, not there. Yeah, yeah, and he's usually he's usually in you know in that area. He's usually you know front post or back post. He's always sniffing around there, trying to get on those those chances. So I think overall it was a very frustrating performance. Uh, yeah, when you seen the you seen the starting eleven. It was great to see Ellis with Johnson back now, but he's not going to come back in and you know hit the ground running. But obviously taking a while to pull this fitness back up and to get back into the you know full steam ahead. But just it just looks so so predictable. You know, you need you need passing. You know, there was just again it's just sort of I hate seeing McGregor in that sort of fourth role as a six. It's like at least we could you have taken a chance on you know maybe putting Quan in there. And playing McGregor in a more forward role, um, just when he's when he's in more forward positions, Pierce he looks a lot more dangerous than what he is, you know, sitting off and sitting back. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you think in terms of like you were obviously at the game? Could you see, you know, when you're at the game, you see things differently when you're watching TV patterns of play. Could you see any sort of way in which Rogers is trying to play football? I don't know if he's just trying to do. It just looks like the end of the, of the last spell, doesn't it? Where not they need to kind of run out of ideas, and they were just going for the same thing. Um, the sideways pass. I mean, I don't want to dig out Liam Scales, and, and I can tell you one thing: if I ever saw him on the street, I'd be telling him he's a great player and he's a lovely man and all that. So, like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he was man of a match. Right? He was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Liam, you were class today. Kind of the same, huh? <laughs> the tattoo on the leg. <laughs> Absolutely, that's in the forehead. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not his fault. He's, he's you'd imagine he should be like fifth or sixth choice centre half behind like Carter Vickers, Nirovsky, uh, Lagavelk, um, Wright. Oh, Jesus Christ, I can't remember his name. Stephen Welsh, um, and I don't know if I can't even think if there's anyone else there. Even probably oh, anyone. Yeah. Oh god, I forgot about him. Uh, but he gets the ball coming out, and he's taking like eight, nine touches when he should be just taking one touch and firing the ball out to the fullback. And everything was coming in. I don't know how it looked on the television, kind of looking at it straight on, but like from behind the goal above, it just looked everything was really narrow. Um, it wasn't really going. Out. I know Yang did. Yang did a, did try and take on players and and, and did try to do something, but. He's he's you know he's only he's only new, but I feel like he's also a bit predictable on the left. He's gonna he's not gonna get to the boil and get across, and he's gonna get in, cut back, and then try and do something. And it felt like after I remember in Rogers' second season, thinking with a lot of games because we had an awful lot of draws that year, even at home, thinking if we don't score in the first ten minutes, we're not gonna score here in these games because teams are just gonna try and see through us. And then we'll just become predictable side to side, and like nineteen corners, we didn't look like doing anything from any of them. No, no, absolutely spot on. 
spot on in terms of I mean there was chance created there was chances created O'Reilly I mean people are talking about the keeper had a fantastic game you should be buying those chances you should yeah. be buying those chances these two of them you know easy easy chances you know I'm going to need to be taking them but the thing about it is Pierce, here's, here's the, what my feelings are even if we win that game 2 or 3 no. I'm still getting to this game of the weekend and thinking we need to massively improve here. You know, you know yourself, mate, with football, you know, you, you have pains when you're paying over cracks and whatever else. But I think it's a very it's very damning when you think back to last year and the many minutes. Like, you know, I'm not picking out certain individuals that might seem like Alan with James Forrest and whatever else and Liam Scales and whatever. But that's that's strength and depth should should already be there, you know. Yeah. Again, bringing these into place. But we're now going into the last couple of days of the transfer window when we're talking upwards four to five minutes. This business should have been done with people. Ah, like I don't understand. There's obviously players that like Scotland's not going to be their number one choice, so you might have to wait a while. Like to, if they, if you know if, if some of their moves don't come through, but it seems like every other club. But maybe I'm wrong. It just you feel like they get that business done and they're ready to go. Whereas you know we're told every time that. Um, like you need to, uh, like, you know, it takes time, and it, we know European qualifiers, so they they should have had that scouting done and, and be able to get players. Now I know we've signed six players. I don't want to go down the whole project, whatever kind of route. But Roger said himself in press conference that you know they've improved the squad, but we need players to go and improve the team. Like I'm not a football agent or recruiter, but would you not? Buy the team players first, and then fill out the squad. You like to think so, wouldn't you? You like to think that'll be the the thought process behind it. Um, there's been a few, obviously, more players linked. I think the 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 kid from Honduras basically signed, hasn't he? I think he's. I think I saw just before we came on. I think there was a picture of him getting on a plane. It's something to do with a work permit, but I think that should be all right. But you know, classic Celtic. We'll drag that out till half eleven on on the deadline, and oh, this is all we could get done. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, I'm not going to knock it. Um, I think uh, uh, our wonderful friends across the, across the city done a full uh, episode breaking down what kind of player he is and what he can do. It's very nice of them. Uh, obviously, not <laughs> in his back. But he's exciting. I know you, you can't get carried away with YouTube, you know, YouTube videos or whatever else, but he's obviously, you know, fancy. Um, talk of him getting the, the number seven jersey as well, so he's big, he's big boots to fill there. But he seems like an exciting singer, and, and I think that is it's an area that would need to improve our weight area. Obviously, you know, you still have Mark O'Kelly wants to come in, like you say, you've mentioned Yang there. Um, so it's good just to get that, you know, get the squad bolstered with, with that regard. But Pierce again, you know, I would start to like to see you know, links to a left back and a, another goalkeeper. Um, you know, I've had conversations with a couple of other mates during the week and they're saying, you know, what's your problem with Joe Hart? The thing about with, with Joe Hart, I, I don't have a problem with Joe Hart per se. I think he's a fantastic, he has been a fantastic goalkeeper, um, you know, fantastic shot stopper. But especially for the way Brendan Rodgers want to play football going forward with Celtic, he isn't going to fit that mode for me. Um, we need a goalkeeper who is very, very comfortable with the ball at his feet. And sort of like in a, Sounds a bit silly to say, but a goalkeeper who's very comfortable being like a sweeper, because yeah. like you know, you know, we're talking ten yards outside the box, five ten yards outside the box, when you sort of you know we're pressing nice and high against teams like St. Johnson, um, you know, someone who can distribute the ball much much better. And I think, you know, people say that you know there's a goalkeeper out there. We've taken this before with Barkas coming in, but for me, Pierce, that's a, that's an area that I think we must improve before the transfer window closes. I think I remember talking to Martin after the first game of the season, um, and he and he was saying like, if you if if we could only have signed one player, that's what the start of August between now and the end of the season, it would have been a goalkeeper for me as the first. Like, if you could only signed one player, um, yeah, but even I know there's you can get people with snippets on Twitter and and, and things like this talking about players you might sign, but it feels like a goalkeeper is not going to happen, and we might. Keep going with Hart now until at least January. Uh, a left back needs to be sorted out, and for me, I think we need two wingers. Um, 
bringing on Forrest is just it's it's the pits to be honest and I don't know how it looked for you but I can't watch a bad out in the wing anymore I, I just cannot watch that I, I, I don't know how it looked but it looked like me like at times he was hiding behind his man and, and his sole tactic was he'd get it cut back off and then just try and lay the ball back to like Ralston or he doesn't go, like, go by a man he, he, he doesn't it's just I find Abada such a conundrum uh, in that he scores goals but doesn't really offer anything else in the game. I think you've basically nailed it, hit the nail on the head there, mate. I think with Abada, especially against Vince Anthony, he's very, very predictable. In terms of making that run, he will run at a defender and always look for the recovers pass uh, to one of the wingbacks. And he must have done a five or six games for Anthony Rosten. Now, you could say that there were chances created from that, you know, from those those bits of play. But for me, with with again, when you're playing for Celtic, you always think of players, made men, Mikiri, you know, players like Giada, who's yeah. been very very recent, who like to take a man on, who are creative, you know, who can take two or three men on, who can take them as out of the game and create space for himself to get a shot off. You'll see about it doing that very very rarely. Now there has been pains made where he has been impressive, especially if you think back to. The Rangers game where we done them 3-0 and he scored those two goals off bars. He's senior rate. He is a bit of a conundrum where he's one of those players where he maybe do nothing for two or three weeks and then pop up and have a stormer against Dundee United at home. Um but I think in terms of you know consistency he needs to improve on that front. Um and yeah, I agree with that. I would like to see a, a bigger challenge in their form. It's safe to say now that after that recent social media post hacks up on it, isn't gonna be that man. No, that that's wording for a lot of con- well, a lot of what is that like? Like, hey, if he was playing out of his skin, you know, every week he'd be like, you could you could understand it, but he's not. Um, and then I, I think that's a, that's an issue within the club in terms of if you've got players with that kind of attitude and that's what they're at. Like that did just was going to nowhere. You can imagine. He's probably been in a huff for a while. And there was even rumours, remember last season towards the end, that he was going to be told to move on. But what I just find amazing is the players that were liking it. Absolutely. You had, you had Rat Mofada, you had Boswell Lawwell, you had who else? There was, there was someone else. Bernabe. Bernabe as well. I mean, like, what's that? He's been involved in two incidents where, you know, involving fucking, involving the police and going to court and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It's obviously, listen, the contractually contract attached to Sally Football Club, it's not as easy as just getting rid of them or whatever else. But in terms of, in terms of Haxabanovich, I can't see a way back, a way back in that Sally scorecard after, after doing something like that. I think there's ways and means to go about things. And, and the thing about Celtic fans, I mean, I have this argument with a lot of friends all the time, people who don't follow Celtic, weird fuckers that they are. But, you know, they, they would say that we're very fickle and we would throw players under the bus. Um, but I completely disagree with that. When Jack and Marcus was, you know, starting at, you know, getting in, in the starting season, there was there was people actively calling for him to get a start ahead of Kyogo. There was even times where always being, you know, they're being included. I think when you have a player who, Number one, tries for the jersey. Number two, who actually, like you can tell, enjoys playing for the football club. And number three, someone who actually carries through with their performances. Players like that, Pierce, and you know what's for a fact, are back. They're back by the fans. Um, and Haxabanovich, mate, you know, Haxabanovich is another one of those conundrums where he shows moments of, you know, brilliance. Um, but again, he'll do absolutely nothing for the next six or seven games. No. He's totally, totally absolutely wasted on the right hand side. He is so predictable. Um I don't like him playing on that right side at all. He's, he's sort of cut out the play for a club of this magnitude. That's just my personal opinion. There's a lot of people who like him. But surely to go he doesn't believe that the right thing to do in that circumstance is to come out publicly on social media and come off for that absolute shit like does that, does I don't that worry in a sense, Pierce? There's more going on in the background. You just think it's a case of him just being a wild. I, I, 
it, it might be just, I don't know. Uh, to me, I, I think it's worrying if you've got that kind of stuff going on and players thinking it's okay to post these kind of things. Now, that might just be him trying to like do the last draw to try and force a move because he wants out. Um, he probably should have sacked him when he got that teeth job. That was probably <laughs> unacceptable. That was supposed to be a sackable offence. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's had... He's had numerous chances, and he's also had. Like he he has scored. I remember, he scored a goal against Ross County that won us a game back in November, and he's he and he scored like really good goals against Hearts and Hibs. Um, but then it's any time he's really gotten a chance to start, he's never done it. So I don't think we're. I wouldn't say you're really losing, Etten with. You know, if if he was to go, um, even looking at the game, I know it, Vata. Rocco Vada liked that post and there's chat of him going to Italy but like would you not have been as well off playing him instead of Haksabanovic and Forrest on Saturday just to offer something if you were looking for a goal I think it would have been a lot less you know controversy if you bring on Rocco Vada as opposed to James Forrest for me and again you know I think James Forrest has been an unbelievable player for, for the club he's you know, it goes without saying. Um, I know there's a few people who don't, you know, regard him as a club legend. I personally do. I think he's he's been fantastic for Celtic, but it's sort of one of those ones, Pierce, where it's like, has he still there? Um, yeah. You know, in the same breath, it's sort of like, I don't compare James Forrest to James McCarthy or Albion Ajani or any of those players. It's obviously, no. it's a sort of, it's a different situation altogether. But for me, mate, it just seems like we've had stragglers at the club for the last couple of seasons. And even on the podcast with Kobe as well. I mean, I look at Lane Skills, I look at, you know, even Boz and Lowell, I look at um, Scott Bain, you know, Ben Sigrist. Ben Sigrist isn't a bad backup option, don't get me wrong. With players like James Forrest, Albion Ajani. And we're talking about players who are getting good, good money, mate. You know, it's, 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 sort of, it's sort of weird that, you know, James McCarthy, what did he say in a four year contract? James Forrest, they renewed his contract. Was it last season he got a further four year deal? I think it was three years, but yeah, um, I think it was. Yeah, he got another year to go. Three, four it's years. Just, I mean, it's like just, I looked on. <laughs> go ahead, sir. No, I was just like talking about Seagrass. Like, Dane was on the bench like, again on Saturday and, and was doing the one by half time. Seagrass is nowhere to be seen. A Yeti, nowhere to be seen. Um, I, I think, I think, I think I saw him Twitter. We have something like 30 odd players in the squad. Because you seem to give out big contracts to mediocre, like nothing players, and it's not their fault that they're hanging around. Because if I was the same, I'd be like, "Oh, you'd all do it." it. Yeah. So you need to question why are we doing this? Like, who signed? Well, who signs off on some of these big contracts to players that are like long-term deals for players that are just not probably going to work anyway? It's actually an interesting point, Pierce, because you know people talk about Celtic's transfer model as you know being highly successful. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to argue against that and say it hasn't been successful, but there's a lot of flaws in it as well. And there are certain situations that we've just mentioned: James McCarthy, James McCarthy getting a four-year deal on you know pretty decent money. You have James Forrest who's tied down another three-year deal. There's decisions that have been made that have been sort of a wee bit weird as well. Do you? Honestly, now, I know you're, you're involved in financial finals. You would know more about that, you know, sort of say than than, than I would. Is it time? Is it time to re sort of rejig the, the the whole transfer strategy? Is it is it feasible first and foremost when you're playing in Scotland? I don't know. See, this was do you remember like when we gave the new contracts out the summer to was it Maeda, Kyogo, McGregor signed the new contracts? Remember, it was all those rumors of. And we're putting up their contracts because we're going to sign players now that are looking at kind of 40, 50 grand a week. And then it just it hasn't seemed to happen. Um, we're going to break our record. We're going, to say, we're going to pay 13 million for players, 15 million. Yeah, that SD23, that guy that ruined my summer. Oh, fuck, he absolutely. I mean, at one point, mate, honestly, he loved him. Like, Jesus Christ, he is everything, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the guy was playing, it was on Twitter a few years ago. Do you remember him? Hoops man, Brian. 
<laughs> I used to hang up his every word. <laughs> oh, mate, he had me on strings for about three years. It's even got better from now. We're so desperate. It's so, it's so, we're so desperate for like not even a transfer, but a rumor. It's like you know we're we're waiting on a tweet from fucking Sammy's boy. I don't even follow that fucking Twitter handle, but you know you see boys replying back it and stuff, and it's like Jesus, is he on it? Three players, you know, being looked at in the next couple of days. That's what I was sort of hanging on to at the minute. But the guy, the guy who pretends yeah, to be Neil. Yeah, what's even better is there's people who actually tweet underneath it as if it is Neil Adam. He's fucking hitters. I have him in the palm of my hand. You know what I mean? There's that. There's another guy on Twitter. What's his name? I think you have him blocked. He's like, I think his name's like, is it like Celtic FC one or something? Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Honestly. Like, I'm living off him now. He's all I've got left. He's my last. I'm like, He's the last hope of the Star Wars man. He's the last. He's the last hope. <laughs> he's everything. <laughs> he's got my heart. He doesn't even know what the fuck. The mad pump. <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, I mean, again, it sort of goes 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 back to the state that we're. I I don't know. Talk about states. You can talk about players coming back from injury, a hundred percent. But I just didn't foresee. Um, us being in a situation where we still need to improve in key areas, going into you know you know yourself, mate. Every time you play them, it's um it's a huge huge game. And if you're if, if we're talking about it in the summer and Ratchet's coming back and the way we have the squad and you know transfer budgets whatever else, you're actually excited to play them and put them to sort of a rest. We're sort of going into this. We're sort of going into this game that I made, and I am going to say every prayer under the sun that we come out with something. Oh, uh, Bob, I think I think I te- if I text you in the, in the depths of depression on well, Saturday, or I don't know who I text, uh, if we come out with a 2-1 defeat or something, I'd be happy. Um, isn't it incredible that in the space of like seven weeks, you've gone to wanting to bite your arm off for a draw there on, on Sunday? Like, no one's even talking about the fact that the Champions League draws on Thursday and it's completely at the back of everyone's mind. Like, well, I'm sure that people are excited and you obviously be watching the draw, but there's no kind of hope or excitement for the draw. It's it's for me it's it's a pure fear and a dread now of what we can um of what we could get. I mean it's Sunday. Like, I don't know, they're playing Wednesday, you know, and you're you're back to doing childish stuff like hoping they go to extra time on Wednesday night in the hope they might be tired. I have a big worry. Um, I, I don't know how you feel that we will. It seems like the last few times we've gone to Ibrox where we've got beaten and they've come out and hit us like a, like a ton of bricks in the first 10 minutes. And we normally have considered the goal within five minutes. I think they'll do a similar thing on Sunday. And I don't know how much we can cope with because you, you, the tactics will be balls into the box and I don't really blame them because that's that's exactly how I would play against that Celtic team and, and see what they've got and even that one we were talking earlier with, with, with scales where you let the ball bounce like if that's that what's that guy up front for them Desser or whatever his name is he'll just bounce scales off him and he'll be in on goal absolutely I think one thing that we need um, for this game on Sunday is someone to actually stand up and you know leave you know, Colin McGregor, we're hoping that he is going to be that player to obviously he's got the experience of playing and he's had the experience of being successful. We need players to start standing up. And who was that player against St. Johnson at the weekend? Who was that player against Kilmarnock? Someone who actually stands up and gives us a wee bit of brilliance. Um, you know, it's like, you know what way they're going to play. You know, you know what way the players that he's brought in, he's brought, you know, tall players in. Push ball, get balls in the backs, rely on James Pavaneers, crosses into the backs for the taller guys. They're going to try and they're going to be in our feet. It's, it's the same thing. You go to your backs every single time. They're going to be up the a million. They're going to be bang up for it. They're going to be firing challenges in the first five or ten minutes. We need a reaction. Like, and, you know, I don't know about you, Pierce, but if we're bringing in players for Sunday, 
do you start? Do you start those like your the, the team you're on? Are you, are you starting him? Is he going to still be a team for you? I think you have to, don't you? That, that maybe, but a lot of these positions, I think, if you're signing someone on the understanding that they're better than what we have, and they're you know seemingly match or like you know fit, I think you have to. I mean, Juranovic when he signed, I think he signed maybe on the Friday. He was straight in against them on the Sunday at Ibrox. Um, that was a chance yeah. as well. Yeah, that was his. He was straight in against him for his game. I, I think we. I think you have to. I think if he's on. I think if you see this, if, if, if there's a you winger, that's out as well. Lacks out. Don't forget the famous Lacks out man. He was born in there straight away as well. And if you're gonna talk about him, yeah, John Joe Kenny. Oh, don't even. Do not bring me back, Ermit. Don't bring me back. That back pass. I'll ask you a question, right? If there's one player, and I take out, you know, players who are in there because of injuries and stuff, like skill, for example. If there's one player who usually starts for our starting eleven, who you would take out to play them against somebody who is it, and why? Is this? Is this if we get another player in? Yeah, even I'll throw that one at you too. So if we bring another player in. If we had we had a player who has started before, who's a part of our starting eleven? Who is the guy that you're right. taking out? For me, it's a batter. I'm not starting a batter on Sunday. No, I bet it to me for me it was a batter or me either. It'd be one of them depending on what kind of winger we got. But yeah, a batter's well, a batter didn't start the weekend. Didn't he know it was Yang? So, but I I think he, I think he, I think if we don't say we don't bring anyone in, I think going there he'll play a batter ahead of Yang. I wouldn't at all. I think that, yeah, I think that, <laughs> listen, I hope that we go out or if Abana starts, I hope he has, you know, the game of his life. But this is a massive game. Mate. It's a massive game. You know, yourself, every time you play them shoes, but being a sore in the season, and because we are going through this bit of a rapid phase, um, it sort of sets the, the tone for the, for the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months. You know, you look at it in the opening game of the season, you know, we got the three points they didn't. And we're sort of hoping that we kicked on from there, you know, put the put the, the foot to the, the board and bring another couple of players in and have us kick off. But you're hundred percent right, mate. The, the draw is on Thursday and I haven't even thought about it once. The only there is a group chat of our our boys who do away days and stuff in Europe and you know, that's the only reason we've been talking about it. But in terms of Champions League football, you know, you can talk about domestically where we are right now not being good enough. That squad, I mean, if we had those injuries, imagine that squad playing fucking PSG or Real Madrid. Like, genuinely, man. I think even if they weren't injured, I think that team and just... I think that, that team could, could break the record for goals conceded that they broke last year. Um, teams will just run through. The midfield is... As you drive two buses through the midfield, it's so wide and open. Um, yeah, I have. It's just I watch. I think it's Thursday evening after walk up that around that kind of time. And you know, kind of part one is obviously just a joke. Part two, some of the teams in part two are even better than the teams in part one. And uh, part three will probably embarrass us as well. Um, I'm really not looking forward to who we can get. You know. Um, it's it, it's for me it's quite sad and frustrating that any hopes and expectations yeah I had have just disappeared over the course of the summer and you're back into well you don't just have to try and win the league now that's because you can really for me you can ride it off now saying that I know at half past six when we about to kick off against Barcelona or something I'll be convincing myself and anyone who listen that you know we have a chance out there um. But just Sunday, even. I mean, what are we a point ahead of them? Um, like if we get beaten on Sunday, I know it's only two points and it's only the, the start of September, but we only have two home games between September and November. So that's a lot of away games, including going to Tynecastle, going to Easter Road two weeks after each other, like the week after each other. Um, I can't. I can't even think who else we've got. So you don't want to be in a stage where 
without even realising that you're five, six points behind them and playing catch-up. Yeah, absolutely. One of the major shift packs as well to say that <laughs> he doesn't know if it's a rumour, but seeing on one of those accounts on Twitter that the Merlin deal looks as if it's back on. I see the left back, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Again. Yeah, just Taylor has reverted back, hasn't he, to type one Taylor? Yeah, absolutely. And he has also just massively back or to say that apparently Sporting Lisbon are interested in, on, in Lila Bata. Yeah, I saw that. He's so, heard that this podcast. Sorry? <laughs> He's heard this podcast and fucked off. You gave him 24 hours to leave the country. I <laughs> know. Right, so <laughs> going forward, going forward to this game of the weekend. How do we beat them? I don't know. Lots and lots of prayers. Um, I think we did. You know they're going to pack the midfield. They'll have Jack, Cantwell. Um, it shows up my ignorance. I don't even know who else they've got in the middle. They, they, I wouldn't even be surprised they played Lundstrom in the middle of the park. I know he came on for them. I know he started on Saturday and he came on last week against PSG. Um, a lot, like a lot of these games, you know, whoever team gets on top in the in the midfield will normally get a lot of the play. Even I'll be honest, even during the summer, because like the no fans stuff and and all that, it's a. Uh, I think it's going to be very unlikely in a lot of these games that the away team will do it. And just the way like, the makeup of the state of the ground and all that, so. I wouldn't be too hope, you know, hopeful. I think I think a draw would be a really, really good result. I don't know what's your tactical as the uh, the coach here. What's your tactical master plan for Sunday? I think we we need to stop being so protective. I think we need yeah. to sort of space up. We but I think we need to be more adventurous. Our wingers need to be more adventurous and actually take men on. Um, listen, I'm a lot more hopeful and a lot more optimistic than a lot of others. I, I, I still think that we're going up against not a very, very good Rangers side. And even though we're riddled with you know, injuries and we haven't been playing great the last couple of weeks, I think I still think we'll have a bigger chance than what most are, are thinking. Um, if, we can, if we can play football, if we can actually try and play against this team on Sunday, you know, listen, we're talking about their attributes. They're tall. You know, they're relying on having their cross into the backs for bigger players. They have players who are Pierce, you know, Dessers and the likes of Seaman and stuff for, that for me just aren't good enough. So if we can sort of, but again, it's coming down to that back lane. That back lane is massive. It's absolutely huge. If we can, if we can try and shore up with the, the fans, I mean, it sounds really, really simple saying this, you know, but obviously it's not that simple. But I think if we can, the first 15 minutes, like every other game you play with them, is crucial. I think that if you can try and, like I said, you know they're going to come out, they're going to be full steam ahead, the crew's going to be up to a million, they're going to be setting balls in their backs, they're going to be physical. In the first 15, 20 minutes, if we could try and stop that and create an early chance to maybe take a lead, it's a totally, totally different ball game. Um, because I think then they're forced to sort of, you know, revert to that long ball um, and again, just try and be in our faces. So, I don't know, in terms of, in terms of what way we need to play against them, I think we just need to play the way we can play. Um, you know, are they going to sort of go with the same tactics the teams have done against us the last couple of weeks, try and continue the midfield? Midfield's huge for me in terms of it can't be Turnbull. Uh, again, I talked about it at the start, but it can't be Turnbull. For me, it can't be Turnbull. He isn't mobile enough. He's too slow. He's lackluster. He's not going to track back. Um, so... Who do you go with the midfield? Who's going to be your, your midfield starting? Well, it's obviously going to be McGregor. Um, but really, it's really not just because of um, some of those misses. Uh, like we've talked about them before. Really, flat, for me, flatter to deceive. And, you know, aesthetically, you know, he looks good and he might have a, like, he'll have a nice touch here and there. But I wouldn't be putting my life on, like, O'Reilly going out and, and digging you out for you 
are digging you, digging it out for you. Um, so, really, I, I don't know. Um, McGregor, he's probably it'd be McGregor and O'Reilly. I, I, I got to play. They're the two, and then who's the third person? Who who do you think will, will be in with them? It really is so hard to say. You just don't. I mean, does he change it up? Does he change the? Does he change formations? Does he? Does he run the way we've been set up the last couple of weeks? I don't know, Pierce. I think. I think it feel like I say. Um, especially in the first 15, 20 minutes, and we're just trying to shore it up. I think that McGregor when he's playing as a pivot. This is a six alone. He's massively exposed. Um, he needs some. And like I say, you know what way they're going to try and play it. You, you need. You need a stat gap for me. You need someone. Who is is sort of a lot more physical and again that's the one that referred to this whole you need that big you know scrap round type of midfielder but you really really do need someone in there who will basically provide you know cover for that defense that's already very vulnerable. Yeah, remember we beat them three two back in in April and it must have been after we I think maybe it was after we got they got the second goal back and they were kind of coming on top of us. And brought on Iwata, and I didn't think Iwata had been great in a lot of the games, but in that particular game, he came on, and he kind of sat in front of the back four, and he, he shored things up, he sweeped up a lot of play, and he got us control of the ball in that game, because Moy had been quite poor. Uh, he, I don't think he's got to play Iwata, I'd be surprised if he does, but I think, you know, if he could... Home? Do you think he'll put him out there? It just it can't be Turnbull. It, it just for energy and and speed and 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 everything. It just can't be Turnbull Holmes. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. But does home offer that kind of defensive support that surely we're gonna need in the game? The other option you have, Bird Pierce, is Quan. Um... Do you throw him in? Again, he's a lot more physical. I think that I think we're gonna just keep keep McGregor where he is, but again, I just think that he's massively exposed in there by himself as that pivot. I would like to I would, I would like us to be a lot more physical, especially on Sunday, because they're gonna be physical. Yeah. Um, it's so so it's so so tough to say. I mean it's actually one of these games where you literally get in, you're getting blended. You don't know what. The, the scary thing is, mate, that we don't know we're strong to start 11 now. We're, we're very confident than the other team. You can name your, your starting 11 no. within five seconds, usually. Um, and then. The very fact that we're discussing here. We're, we're... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, I'm just, I'm just nodding along with you. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know. We don't know the start of the lab. We don't know the approach that he's going to play. We don't know, you know, tactics are going to be on show. The only thing that's sort of reassuring to me is that Rogers has tasted. It's not as if we'll have a manager who's going and blended here and doesn't understand what it takes to win at Abrax. Rogers has been there. Rogers has done it. Um, and it's, again, is the pressure more on them because we've been through this rocky period the last two weeks? Um, you know, and if anything but a win is deemed, you know, they would be absolutely raging if we went there on Sunday and beat them. I mean, he's back to being under massive, massive pressure. And again, I know this is a Sunday podcast and we don't want to be focusing on them too, too much, but I don't know. I think it's an, a game, Pierce, where I'm, I'm actually getting in and I've absolutely no clue. The only thing that I'm going with is blind hope that we'll beat them. Blind faith that we'll beat them. I really do have oh, a love nothing more to, to go and beat them there on Sunday. Like, yeah, I think Kevin Keegan. I want to go. Kevin Keegan. I've got the headphones <laughs> on all the match here. I think if you if you look at it objectively, look at we beat them. <laughs> they've got to go to PSV and get something. Um, I think if you look, I, I suppose if you if you objectively look at it, for me, I think they'd be favourites for Sunday, just with our recent form and they they'll be at home yeah. and all that. Um, now the flip side of that is so this is me being optimistic as such is I remember when when, when Lennon came back and we went to play them away in the, for, for the first game he was back I think everyone thought we were going to get beaten here and then we had a team with 
I love Fraser Forrest. Oh, back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ball and Golly played left back that day. Uh, the central defence was Beaton and Julian. Uh, Mikey Johnson played in the left wing. And, and you know, we went and got a, a dug it out 2 0 win game. So um, I think the tactic then on Sunday should be if we win the kickoff, do what Lennon had Edward do and kick the ball into the corner. And <laughs> yeah, and just. I think we need to, and this is what we're saying. You don't want to sound like one of these, you know. It's all about throwing in tackles, and because it's it's not. It's about winning the game and and, and playing better football. But we need to make a mark of some sort in the game and be like, yes, we went out. You know, we went out there and got embarrassed three 0 back in May. You know, and I don't care if we'd won the league and, and all these nonsensical points. That it didn't mean it. It didn't mean it. And they sadly to go out and make a make a point on Saturday or Sunday. Absolutely. I listen, I, I completely agree. And you know, post like Hacks of Barnaby just don't help in the in the lead up to this game, Pierce. They don't help. You know, it's self serving, it's it's self serious, it's it's everything you don't want to see connected with this football club. And you know, listen, football scenes, you know, social media, you know, being what it is, a lot of players have, you know, are using it. Um and I think Hacks of Barnaby has used it. Just at the wrong time. I mean, if you're not happy at the club, you feel on, you know, if you feel like you're fucking, if you're not being appreciated for who you are, go and knock the manager's door and laugh for a transfer request. Don't be coming out and you know putting the putting even more pressure on a, on an already sort of pressurized week and then lead up these games. I mean, you know how it is. You you don't have the usual speed of the whole media, you know, trying to build it up both sides. This is just like an unnecessary thing to do in this week. Yeah. Um. And the only thing that I'm hoping for is a reaction, man. It's just, I would love her to be a real playmaker against them on Sunday. I do think that's the key to beat them. I think of, you know, oh, who really is. can just, you know, stand up and just try and create chances, try, you know, quirk, quirk football against a team that are very immobile, you know, who just want to boot and whatever else. Like, they're not world beaters by no stretch of the imagination. And we, we've faced tougher opposition. Than what we'll face on Sunday here. Um, but I'm just hoping whether it be McGregor, whether it be Matt O'Reilly, whether it be Homer B starts, whether it be a bad Abby starts, whether it be you know Yang, whoever it is, they really stand up and try and be that that you know, try and play that football, try and get them behind. And I'm really hoping Kyogo Kyogo shows up. He's been doing it the last couple of weeks, and you will you will like when he's dropping and they receive the ball and create create a wee bit more sort of movement in midfield um, and then get themselves back up their backs. You will get again, you, you get away with like teams like Aberdeen and stuff. I'm just expecting a massive shift from him and Sunday. I think he could be, I think he's huge in this game. If we get a Kyogo who's on form, listen, we're going to get chances. There's no, there's no... Oh, they, 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 they will come out. They're chances. not going to sit in like so. Oh, absolutely. They're going to compete. They are, the smell of blood, right? They're, they're going to be thinking this is the best possible chance to beat us. Before we bring in more players, um, so they're gonna they're gonna throw everything at us. And again, it you know sometimes when you're you're getting in with that feeling of you know pure certainty that you're gonna come out, you're gonna come away from that first and nothing but a win. Are you at your most vulnerable? I think they are. So again, it I know what might seem like we're being a bit pessimistic here with this podcast. It's hard not to beat them in the pub. I think we can finish this off by being a wee bit more optimistic. I do really think that you know it's not it's not impossible. They won't get a result here or something. No, it's not. And look, I mean, I've only got ten percent left. Phone left my phone, so uh, I'm not going to speak for ages. Um, I think. I think you take. I, I think even in normal circumstances, even if we'd started off with winning four or four games, I still think a draw is a decent enough result going there. You know, yeah. it keeps you ahead of them. Um. You know, it finishes off that first block of the season. Be quite got the international break next week, so I think you'd all love to go away with a result and and get and get a win. But I think I think a draw would be a decent enough result based on where we are at the moment. Yeah, I think a two 0 win would be even better. <laughs> I'd do anything to beat them on Sunday. Literally, it would be so, so, oh, it would be beautiful to get come away there on Sunday with a win, bring a couple more players in that will have us kick on. 
not just domestically, but on the European scene as well. You know, the, the draw is Thursday. Um, it's a massive day. Um, we are going to do a reaction podcast to that, aren't we? We're going to jump around right. and hopefully talk more about the game on Sunday. Talk about the, the Champions League draw as well and, and how that how that is stand up for us. But, mate, listen, as always, it's been absolutely fantastic to come on here and talk all things Celtic. It has been a wee bit of a difficult week, um, but you know, I'm still remaining hopeful that, that Rogers is going to get the players that he needs to have us kick on. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts, Maj, before we wrap it up? That's it, you know, and it's look, it hasn't been great, but there's nothing won in, in August, so you know, that's there's probably there's no, I know some people are over the top dramatic, and I might have said some dramatic things myself walking out of the ground on Saturday, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think as you, as you begin to, to cool down, um, see how it goes. See how deal with Thursday, deal with the transfer window, and then see how just see how Sunday goes. I think if a, a decent Celtic team should beat them, that's probably my closing remark. I completely agree with you. I think hopefully the next team was, was, was we're on here and we're talking about Celtic that we've got at least four players in. Um, players who are just like you say on score players but players who actually can come in and you know stamp their authority on the team helping the, the team improve and yeah listen every time we play them you know what I'm like I'm, I'm always going to remain optimistic I think we're going to win 3 0 we're coming away there with 3 points we're going to kick on the rest of the season we'll be back to our very best well here's hope anyway soon as soon as this recording ends I'm going to retract everything that I've said in the last five minutes and be raging at Rogers and be raising at Peter Lowell and be all in on that conspiracy that Lowell's the problem. <laughs> and I'm here for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Pierce, as always, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm not going to pretend like I want to speak to you tomorrow. I'll speak in about three minutes when you get your phone charged up. Right. I'll chat to you then. Right. Good luck. Good night. Chat soon, bud. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in.